You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. episode we'll be talking about peter frampton frampton comes alive on the line i have rob uh-huh and ben hello frampton comes alive is a double album double live album by english rock musician peter frampton released in 1976 on AM records the producer was peter frampton and the genre is rock i'm gonna read from the book tim jones Peter Frampton's live double epitomizes post-Vietnam escapist sunshine rock. With an estimated 16 million sales, it is second only to Bruce Springsteen's 1985 blockbuster as history's most successful live set. Recorded between March and November of 1975, principally at Frampton's first headlining gig at Winterland in San Francisco, the album was summed up by Cameron Crowe and Rolling Stones as, quote, much more than a souvenir, it is a testament to Peter Frampton in his natural habitat. Following a template established by Kiss with their Alive, the album transformed a minor leaguer into a major player. The former member of British rockers The Herd and Humble Pie had made three moderately successful albums. Now he enjoyed 10 weeks atop the Billboard charts. The 14-song selection provides a fine cross-section of his albums and Humble Pie days. Jaunty Something's Happening and insistent Show Me The Way lay out his stall of echo-rich vocals, jazzy, electric, and sweet acoustic guitars, melodious harmonies, and Oh Baby lyrics. The band rock out on the likes of I Want to Go to the Sun, but it is the hysterical elicited by the hit anthem Baby I Love Your Way. The talk box laid in Do You Feel Like We Do that provides the life-affirming nature of the Frampton sound. The album prompted an invitation to the White House from President Gerald Ford. We are not worthy. All right, what do we think of Frampton Comes Alive by Peter Frampton? Yeah. I think it's it's catnip for boomers. I don't get it. (laughs) I was thinking, I, I wrote down, it's the most classic rock I can imagine. Yeah. It kind of is, but like it, you know, I, I don't have the perspective of hearing it in 77, but I know other stuff that's been happening in 77, uh, stuff that's far more, I don't know, uh, pu- push, pushing. This just sounds stale for 1977 to me. Well, it's, it's prog rock. I mean, it's, or it's not prog, prog rock, excuse me, psychedelic rock mixed with s- soft rock. It's a he is soft. It, 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 it's your soft boy, Peter Frampton. Yeah, but I, I, I find it so that... interesting. It's such a mix of easy rock, a little bit of funk, 
or a little bit of groove and that psychedelic leftover, which makes perfect sense that it was recorded in San Francisco. Uh, well, it, it was it was from four live shows, and I think two of them were in San Francisco. And then there was one at the Long Island Arena and one at the, uh, uh, the State University of New York, uh, Plattsburgh. But definitely the intros from San Francisco and his stage banter that you hear in San Francisco, I would imagine that the majority of what made it on the album would be from those two San those two San Francisco shows. Man, remember that time that he was like, "Hey, we're gonna play a little something funky," and uh, then they do Doobie Wah, and it's not funky at all. I don't like Doobie Wah at all. Oh, this is an insult to funk, and uh, in my ears, I, I don't get it, it's it. Like, like that riff at the beginning of it, like it sounds like it has. Have Doobie Brothers already done "Listen to the Music"? Good question. It does sound like listening to the music. And then you've got Doobie right in the name. It's Doobie Wah. Yeah. Yeah, this is definitely an ode to Doobie Brothers. Well, I, listen to the music. I, I, I can get down on that song, but I can't get down on Doobie Wah. Same, 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 Uh, how do, how do you take such a rocking song like Jumpin' Jack Flash <laughs> I was born in a class five hurricane. Is how that kicks off. You know, you know, good songs kick off. Kick off with "I was born." There's plenty of them. Hey Ben, do you know what I wrote next to that? What? This is on Ben's team. Oh fuck, dude. <laughs> <laughs> do, 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 do you know what I wrote next to that? What's that? How does this not rock? <laughs> like, it doesn't. Uh, like, they, it, they, t- they took it out to almost eight minutes. They had. Like they, they got, they're covering a paint by numbers diagram of rock and roll, and it does not rock. <laughs> <laughs> they're subverting your expectations by making a a good thing bad. Uh, it's really a, it's really your problem because you don't get it. Uh, there, this album does have its high points, and I think that uh-huh. is the, the the hits. You know, like when, when something it kicks off with something's happening, I, I don't love it, I don't hate it. It goes into Doobie Wah, which is a a downturn for me. I'm, yeah. I'm not into Doobie Wah. Yeah. But then it goes into Show Me the Way and like, all right, yeah. Yeah, Show Me the Way. <laughs> the song, I, I, I can bop to Show Me the Way. It's it's catchy and and it's got the, it doesn't have like the same talk box effect as Do You Feel Like We Do, but it still is like wah, 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 wah. You know, it, it's fun and it's got enough of a gimmick with that talk box that you remember it, but also it's got that catchy melody, you know? Mm-hmm. And the, and the, He's got a way of delivering lyrics for the hook of a song that I think really works well for him. Yeah. Same thing with uh, the, the way he delivers the line, Baby, I love your way, in the song, Baby, I love your way, I think is what makes it a hit. You're right. I hadn't really put that together, but his delivery of the of the choruses is the, the way... what you remember. Yeah, and it, it it's a way that fits with the song that is a bit unique, but makes complete sense no i i feel the same way i mean with with this album it is a bit i don't know what you say i mean these solos are i mean they're they're fine he knows but, his way around but, a guitar neck but but it, but he knows his way around a pentatonic scale i've never heard like such like straight up like and now it's solo time. And then like just hitting those five notes, depending on like what key you're in as 
I mean, and they're, they're fine notes. Have you heard the Grateful Dead? Say they're the best notes. What? Do you know sorry, what? Like, like, oh, sorry, Birch, go ahead. I was going to say, have you heard the Grateful Dead? I mean, to me, this yes. sounds like a very similar, and that's where I think the psychedelic rock comes in. Although, psych, it's, it's not the hard psych. It's not something that's trying to stretch out into these boundaries. It, it encompasses the easy rock psychedelic in a bit of like groove that Led Zeppelin was pushing into this nice package that is easy to digest and, and, and hook. It has melodies. So great, Grateful Dead and other bands aside that I know, you know, Grateful Dead are, are Grateful Dead aside, the, the, what's happening on Frampton Comes Alive, it doesn't hit me so much as psychedelic as, as jam band. Yeah, a bit. You know? Yeah. Like, and I was wondering, like, like, you know, the, like the jam band scene, I don't always agree with them, but they have a lot of devoted fans, uh, fans that are, are into jam bands of past and present. And I'm wondering to, to one of, to one of these folks, like it, do they consider Frampton comes alive in that same pantheon of, of stuff they play when they're hitting a bong? I don't know. You know? I mean, I'm sure a bong has been ripped when this album is on. <laughs> also, Sweet Love has been made with this album on. Uh, I I don't think it's an album that if you want to get heady, you're going to put on. How about that? I think it's an album that if you want to have a, a sort of a live experience, go to a show... Um, you would put on. It was made to. I mean, it's it's tracked. Uh, what's that called when they do one and four? What what what? Oh, was automatic sequencing? Yeah, it was automatically sequenced so that it would be seamless when you were playing it on a, an automatic uh, record player. So it it is an experience. I think it's 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 fine for that kind of uh, if that's what you want. I I, I think you guys are 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 kind of diving into it though is is what is where is peter frampton's role in in the sort of pantheon of rock and roll where does he stand moms is he yeah is he eagles is he grateful dead is he uh is he is just kind of is i don't know is he is this his only album that we'll ever hear (laughs) is this I think one of the things that bothers me is that like on, on the songs that hit, they, they're fucking, they're good. Like he's doing a, he's really good when he's on. And I think that if it wasn't as soft as it is, like if there was like a little bit of distortion, a little more grit that was going on, I'd probably enjoy this whole record a whole lot more. Like the, the, the tone on the bass is crap and the like auxiliary like keyboard stuff is just like this fender roads and it it just doesn't uh it rock it it doesn't rock yeah like and like it's 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 just it's soft in a way that stevie's softness i find endearing when this isn't him it's not the hits that are on like i don't find this endearing at all i find it like offensive (laughs) like or or at least like something i would rather be ignoring you know yeah how does this fit with uh just i don't like to compare bands all the time but how does this fit with a um steely dan 
a band like that that is a bit of yacht rock. It's a bit. It has a little more jazz undercurrents. Jazz, yeah. Um, yeah, but it does have a, a smarter, like it, like Aja and Pretzel Logic and that stuff. Like it's, it's just like it's, it's more composition based. Like it's, it's, it's soft. But, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. Oh no, no, no. You're, you're. I don't. I don't know what Ceiling Dan is lyrically. I know that I like the tunes. I. I, don't. I, I was just gonna say it's more cynical lyrically steely dance stuff is like like about like la's underbelly and and tr- trust fun kids blow like like doing blow like it, it it just i don't think you know i don't know i haven't done a deep dive into peter frampton's lyrics but uh yeah they're soft yeah i mean they have a they're more about the traditional i guess songwriting something that would harken back to the 60s do you think that a lot of boyfriends got drugged to this show? Is that is that is that a, a sexist question? Yeah, yeah, a little bit, but I don't yeah. think you're, so. you're not wrong. I, I I don't know what the demographic was. I don't know if it was yeah. screaming screaming teenage ladies or screaming teenage boys, but right. some there was definitely some rockers that got drugged to this, uh, regardless of sex, and were. <laughs> Very disappointed, but at least <laughs> at least got a blowy at the end of it. So whatever. Hopefully, yeah. I don't. I, I don't think so, though. I think it's a very. I think it was a very. You know. I think his crowd is just people who want upbeat rock and roll that isn't dangerous. <laughs> That's a weird thing to say, but. Yeah, but like th- when I think of that, I'm drawn no i'm like i'm drawn more towards uh the uh uh, cheeseburger in paradise motherfucker like Mm, uh buffett yeah like i uh like that's that's where i want to go have a good time and be safe and listen to some some rock and roll i I think i'd rather see frampton than buffett really i'd rather i'd I th- I think that the Buffett fans would be way more welcoming than the Frampton fans. I don't Which know why. Which brings back I the think- question that we keep on touching on: Who is the Frampton Frampton fan? This album sold like hotcakes. Who is the demographic? Who's the Frampton fan? I think it's I think it is the uh, people out of the psychedelic and into the. And into the like easy, what we would consider kind of classic rock, but it's more easy rock. So like Van Morrison fans? Yeah. Yeah, All right. Absolutely. It was the teenagers of parents who wouldn't let them listen to Led Zeppelin. (laughs) So they had to, so they got a Frampton record for Christmas. Except I think, that, so that, I think that, that, that record cover of I'm in you is, is really problematic. I don't like uh, it. And I don't like it either. And I think that might now that that may have just blown the entire thing out of the water. I, I don't think that uh, any any parent would have allowed that in their uh, their teenager's bedroom. It was too suggestive. So you know we, we we've talked. To, I, I think we've touched on before the 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 transmorphers uh, situation where. Uh, a (laughs) kid asks for something for Christmas and his grandma thinks that she's getting him the thing, but it's not transformers. It's transmorphers. This is a ripoff. I'm I'm wondering if there, you know, the the kid that asked for the Led Zeppelin album for Christmas that gets framed and comes alive. (laughs) (laughs) I know you like rock and roll. And the guy at the store said that this is, 
Here's the hottest rock and roll out right now. It's plain shame, and this song fucking. This is a good song. I don't mind it. This this song kind of rocks. I was gonna say this is pretty well recorded Uh, for a live album. I do have to give it some credit. It was recorded on 15 inch uh, per second tape using like Dolby A. It's it has like a nice uh, big sound to it. For it's got enough space for those waveforms to hang out for yeah, sure. For mm-hmm. for the live. And I think it's a good crowd mix. That was another thing I wanted to mention. That it, that it seems true. like you don't hear the crowd when you don't want to. And then when you do want to hear the crowd, they are a bit more upfront and present. Um, which really, I think it, that's pretty crucial in a live setting is is getting not only the performance, but also getting like a that good mix of you know, when he has them sing uh, lyrics that you can, you can clearly hear them singing along. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, definitely had, uh, you know, the budget backing with, with that, the, what was it? 15 inch Dol- or uh, uh, the Dolby tape. And also, so it was originally supposed to be a single album and they recorded what I would what I would ask, I would imagine is probably the, the the two Winterland shows, and played them for the man. I don't have the record label up in front of me. Uh, played them for the reps Big at A and M, and they liked the results so much that uh, they recommended that he record a few other shows to make it a double album. So that's probably what those two East Coast shows are are the result of I don't even fucking get it though because they ended up selling this record at what would assumed would be a, a loss like it was what 699 for a single record and they were selling this for 799 because that, there was another disc involved with it I don't think like, that their mar- margins were that low though like I, I, I don't I think that they could sell a double for for 799 and still make a profit and they'd probably sell even more of them Man, Since it's would, like bargain price, it just seems like that would have set a precedent, though. I, yeah. I, you're, you're probably right, but like, the, wouldn't why wouldn't the rest of like humanity be like, well, why why am I not getting two records for for a dollar extra now? What 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 is this? You know. Well, then, like, well, but how much of that? So so Peter Frampton, you know, he's not a straight up unknown. Like Humble Pie, I'm sure has a following, and he's got a few solo albums under his belt that I'm sure have a following, but he's not, he doesn't have name recognition. Would this, and now he does, would this album have sold like it's a historically well-selling record. How much of that is, you know, here, take a chance on this price. Yeah. I think that's, I think the hype, uh, the radio singles and the affordable price. I mean, 
Yeah. If if you said, oh, I can get a double live album that people are talking about, it's a dollar more. Yeah. Why not? Why not? I mean, if you, if you showed me a CD of of a band I was interested in, it's like, here, this is double for a dollar. You know, maybe today it would be two or three dollars more. But I mean, that's it's kind of a no brainer. Yeah. You've probably heard at least one or two of the songs on the radio. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You already know you like, you know, a couple songs. Why not? Baby, I love your way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't hear that song without And this is, I know, the second episode we've recorded in a row where I've been making a high fidelity reference. But when Lisa Bonet's character does her like sultry version of Baby, I, I, I Love Your Way, and it just. <sighs> transfixes those, those like three jaded record store dudes who I'm sure love to make fun of Frampton. Oh yeah. Yeah. And that version is really cool. And, and it got me thinking, you know, like that song, that is a well written, that song would be a hit. That's a hit, you know, like, uh, it doesn't necessarily need to, like not, I'm not saying Frampton performs, performs it bad, but, I think that song on paper has a lot of what it takes to be a hit. And I was trying to imagine, you know, like we, we were talking about soft boy, Peter Frampton and soft boy, Stevie wonder, like songs in the key of life era, Stevie wonder. If he had played the song, baby, I love your way. Like we'd be drooling over that song. Yeah. I think, you know, no, I, I concur on that, <laughs> that front. Um, We've got All I Want to Be is By Your Side in Our Ears right now. Do you think uh, Bon Jovi had to pay royalties uh, to Frampton for <laughs> oh, Wanted Dead or Alive? Dude, I didn't hear it until... Oh, yeah. You're halfway through that sentence when I put it together, but now I yeah, I can't, un- <laughs> I can't unhear it. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, dude. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I, I, I just wrote next to that, still sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, th- this one is, I thought it was the, the crowd interaction was good. I mean, yeah, me too. Yeah. People definitely enjoy being at this show and it, it, you know, you, you mentioned in, uh, was it the, uh, oh shit. Now I'm blanking on his name. Cameron Crow, uh, the Cameron Crow, uh, a uh, little blip, uh, where like Prampton in his natural environment, uh, I do get the vibe. I haven't listened to much, if any, Studio Frampton. But from this record alone, him and his band seem very comfortable on the stage, on the live stage. They they do seem like a band that's more in their element in the live performance. That being said, I, I haven't heard the studio work, so I don't have anything to compare it to. Yeah, me neither. But it sounds like a touring band. It sounds like like they've got their road legs, you know? Yeah. I was going to say, I don't think... I don't think he could sell. I don't think this album would have worked as much as uh, as his his single albums. I don't know. I just think he does a, such a good job with the live performance, um, and and most of it's live. You know, there's very little overdubs. So yeah, there's just a few things they needed to fix. Like a, a microphone got tugged and turned to a 90 degree degree angle from the kick drum. And there was something with like the switching back and forth from the talk box and the guitar, like a mic got fucked up at some point they needed to, but like, it's not like sweetened like kiss alive is. Right. 
Right. You know? They didn't go back and, and re-record a bunch of solos and things like that. So And more crowd. <laughs> and more crowd. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys think Wind of Change? Uh, well, one, like right around 55 seconds, there's this really loud pop. I don't know if that was someone setting off a firework in the audience or not. Um, I didn't but, notice it. Yeah. If, if you... It, like it, it's it's really noticeable. You'll you'll hear yeah. it next time. Um, but for the most part, this just sounds like a bad outtake on a uh, on Zeppelin three. Yeah, I'm not into this track. Yeah, yeah. I I I see what it's doing for the live album. It's like a showcase of like the band's taking a break. It's just him alone with an acoustic guitar on stage. Like a, a well-crafted live show in 77 is probably going to have that element, but I'm not that, but I'm not into the song. Yeah. Penny for your thoughts is the same thing. It's sort of a guitar interlude uh, that kind of shows. It's a nice, it's a nice interlude. Yeah. Too. Yeah. I like yeah. that one. I, I think that's, what's interesting about this album is no, con- I, I mean, I don't have a lot of complaints about it, but it doesn't necessarily move me like, it, it has a reputation, I guess. And that reputation is not something that I, I sort of am for, for, I guess, I guess I just, I don't find the enthusiasm that I think a lot of people do with this album being a considered being a classic album. Yeah. How and, much, and, Oh, sorry, Rob, go ahead. Yeah. And, and likewise to that, I don't find it, offensive enough to make a big joke out of it like yeah but ultimately i i don't i don't know where the appeal lies would this album i know i know that that it definitely had it it had good marketing behind it uh i don't know would this album have have caused as many ripples been so much an album that people mention when they're talking about live albums or guitar work if it had not initially blown people's mind with the first time they heard a talk box. There you go. On yeah. guitar. It's a good yeah. question. Uh, Is it the gimmick? Like, oh, dude, you got to check this out. His guitar fucking talks, man. My dad said something similar to that to me. He was like, oh, yeah, man, Peter Frampton can make his guitar talk. Yeah, well, Jimi Hendrix is good and all, but Peter Frampton's guitar talks. My dad was the biggest Hendrix fan. I think he but, had a, uh, yeah. a good point, though. There's not as many live albums that are just like a solid, complete show. And this is something that you could imagine being like that experience from from first song to last song. And so I, yeah, I can see this as being higher up because of the it is a live album and when you go back and you look at okay what are the greatest live albums or something like this i can see this being stacked up then because it has less competition to deal with does that make sense um, dude i, I i'm not I saying that in my head 10 live albums that are better than this one no 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 but, but as, as of 1976 and 77 yeah but, I, I get you birch but also yeah. consider all the studio albums that it would have had to go up against if it were not a live album. You know what I'm saying? So if you want a live experience, you want a live album, it's going up against those 10 that you're thinking versus a hundred studio albums that you could just rattle off the top of your head. Mm. I get it. 
I prefer my live albums almost coming off the rails. Like I, I prefer like this doesn't have the energy that I, that I want out of a live album. Like we were joking around, like with uh, you know Peter Frampton lo- comes alive at Budokan. Like I would I would rather yeah. hear like Cheap Tricks live record. Like that one, they are fucking road hard, and there's but it's fucking exciting. Like and but maybe that's just because Cheap Trick wrote exciting songs and Frampton soft. It, it, that could just be it. Like, is the the softness of the material versus like the uh, like the the way it's presented? Because yeah, th- this th- they are definitely really good at what they're doing right now. But man, like, no shit. The what the fuck was that? Uh, the, the little dude in the jumpsuit, Van Morrison. Oh, Van, Morrison. Van Morrison. There we go. Thank you. <laughs> He's Irish. Is he? I don't, I don't give a shit. Uh, is he still alive? <laughs> Yeah, probably yeah. not. Probably not by the time this is aired. Um, <laughs> I don't care. The the tiny Irishman Van Morrison, like his live record, like that's got some fucking like yeah, you know, that's got energy, some, some fucking energy behind it. You know. Now you're referring oh. to his live performance on the last waltz, or a different live no. record that he did. No, 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 we're talking about the live record he did. Like, what was that? I, I forget what it was called. Um, but like we 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 covered I it. I can't stop now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Fucking, oh man, that one was yeah. hot. Ooh, that's hot. That's it, hot shit. This isn't hot shit, but no, I think that's because he's not. Yeah, it, 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 it's not. This is. I am not the demographic for, for no. Peter Frampton. No, this is what not. I'm learning. Yeah. like live albums and there's two types of live albums that always rise to the top for me and the first type is just the lightning in the bottle could go off the rails any minute will they even make it through the show live album love that type of live album you know uh like that that Jeremy lewis one we listened to or yeah the one the, the, the germany one yeah yeah or even like, like, like live at the star club or whatever yeah or like heck live at the apollo uh but there, there's plenty others the other type is like the the live album where you are just in awe that a band is so rehearsed and capable to pull this off live just like wow you are all doing this at the same time this night in front of like a crowd of people like 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 stop making sense or something like that yeah. you know just oh, like Buck Owens. like this, like they they must have rehearsed this for months just this show to be able to aim a camera at them and this comes out or or, or put pressure cord and then in between those there's good live albums and there's bad albums and this one you know it, their performance is fine like they are a strong live band uh, but I am not the I'm not the demographic for Frampton's music, and this album doesn't fit into either of those categories for me. Okay. Okay. I think a lot of people would say that they they fit technically 
more with the technical one of of being very good at presenting these songs. But and I, this is I, well, I do, this is very well presented. But I, but I yeah. agree with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. I don't think any of us are the demographic of this kind of softer rock era. I do agree, though, that um, something I was just thinking about as we were talking is the open air of the sort of recording does help this type of music. Mm-hmm. Makes you feel like you're more on a boat or something. <laughs> that you're at a outdoor uh, festival or a, you know, a, yeah. a, a garden party of some sort. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, in the words of Ricky Nelson, I'd rather drive a truck. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Does anybody want to explain the talk box real quick before we Um, do our ultimate? I think we've done it before, but not that not there's no completist here. I know. Um, So, yeah, you got uh, you got this tube that you stick in your mouth and then. Honestly, Birch, I I don't know, like the the best way that I could describe it is like it's a Wawa for your mouth. It's true. Yeah. The sound from the amplifier is reproduced by the speaker in the talk box and directed the tube to the performer's mouth. The shape of the mouth filters the sound uh, and the modified sound is being picked up by the microphone. So it's like what Chromio does with their synthesizers. But Chromio is also using a uh, they're also using a talk box. Now, yes, it could be a vocoder that they're using. Chromio uses a talk box and a vocoder. Okay. They, they, yeah. <laughs> they, they got the whole. But but it, but your 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 Daft Punk like work it uh, harder, faster, stronger. That song that's a that's a vocoder being used a guitar line using to play the vocoder. How about uh, uh, Trans Europe Express or Europe Endless? Is that vocoder? No one's vocoding on. Uh, no, yeah, they they, the, the they are using. Yeah. They're using a vocoder on that, yes. Yeah, They're right. not using a talk box. Yeah, right. so just imagine a talk box means that you're using your mouth to talk and mouth the sounds. A vocoder means that the voice is directed through a processor and you can play those with your instrument. It's cool. I I had I had kind of had I think I had it backwards last time I explained it. I was thinking about a vocoder, but it's very strange because that that's what when you're when you're seeing Peter Frampton live and he's he's singing and then all of a sudden he's singing but he's singing what the guitar is playing that's where I mean if I was completely stoned or on drugs I would look at him and be like what just happened like why like is this Otto guy in, in that Simpsons episode Yeah why <laughs> why are you a robot now <laughs> Hey look his guitar is talking <laughs> oh man, my shoes are talking. <laughs> uh, all right, what do we think ultimately? What do you guys think? And, uh, uh, but before you go to that, so like, I guess for for the for visual people out there, when you're performing with a vocoder, you're still singing into a microphone, and the and the signal from that microphone is going through a processor and the instrument. When you're performing with a talk box, you've got that tube in your mouth because this tube is like it's. What like communicating like your mouth shape to? It's just pushing to sound. What the instrument's doing, yeah, right? Yeah, it's pushing sound into your mouth, and then whatever you are mouthing is how it gets that sound. I've heard those things give you a bit of a tingle, like sucking on a D battery. Yeah, I bet it does. I mean, it's pushing <laughs> sound waves through your, you know, yeah, 
Yeah. And, and if you're not cleaning out that tube, there is a uh. smell. There is a fucking smell. Do you think that Chromio's got a dedicated tour tube cleaner? I think they are their own uh, dedicated to or tube cleaners. You, think? Uh, think, you, don't, you don't think they, they've made it yet then? I, I, I think they've made it as far as they're going to make it where they have their <laughs> own pipe cleaners and they're, they're, they're knocking that out. You know what they uh, do? They, probably They probably just take that tube off, throw it in a, you know, some alcohol and call it a day. Could, could what could be, uh, Ben, what were your thoughts? I want to go to the, on the song. I want to go to the sun. Let me see. Oh, is that what we're listening to right now? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I'm not into it. I, 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 I don't actively hate it, but I'm just not into it. The reason why I brought it up is because he used to have a, uh, a, a, like a list of people who are going to oh. be. On oh yeah. My rocket ship to the sun. And, and I, I, I wrote next to this was that I bet Ben wants to put you on that spaceship. So oh, I, my goodness. I, I, <laughs> I haven't thought about that rocket ship to the sun in so long. Jim I Belushi was on he, it. I believe he was. He was the pilot. Okay, good. Yes, yeah. He was. He was the pilot, and uh, we would occasionally add add people to uh, to the passenger list of the rocket ship to the sun. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't dislike Peter Frampton enough to actually put him on that rocket ship. But you know, if he wants to go to the sun, as if I'm to believe him at face value for his lyrics, sure, buddy, we got an open seat. <laughs> <Fair enough. laughs> Uh, hey Birch, what do you think about this? I'm gonna go neutral. I think there's enough here that I I don't hate. I'm not I'm not a hater of Frampton. I just um I think like you guys were saying before, it's just not it's not my music. It's not really my my thing. I'm not gonna throw it on. I won't actively say I you know dislike this. There are a couple songs that are kind of nice. Like I don't mind if they come on the radio. Uh, but yeah, just not seeking it out. What do you think? Same with me. Um, I, I'm, I think I'm going to go neutral on this. I don't, it doesn't make the hair on my back of my neck bristle up. I don't, I don't care about it enough to hate it. It's just, it's just not my gravy, man. Um, we've touched on a few times in this conversation, as many people as bought this record, who is the Frampton fan? Like, I'd be curious, like if, if someone is out there listening and, and, and they're really into this album, I, I, I want to know, I don't know, top 10 favorite albums. Like, I just want to try to get a, get a, a picture of what this demographic is other than probably my mom. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going with you guys on the neutral aspect I actually liked a few more songs on this than I thought I was going to like enjoy. And I wish that they would have hit the, uh, the airwaves cause I probably would have had a, a different feeling about the, the whole to do. But I mean, ultimately well, we got 14 songs here and I liked five of them. Like that's not, that's not great. I think that this would have done better as a single album as opposed to pushing for the double, but you know, it's a dollar I'm more though. I'm sorry, Rob. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, what, what, uh, so I've got show me the way mm-hmm. I got, it's a plain shame. I mm-hmm. got, Baby. I love your way. Mm-hmm. I got shine on. Mm-hmm. I got, uh, I'll give you money and penny for your thoughts. Cause really, uh, do you feel like we do is, 
I I could I could leave that song at this point. Like it, uh, or at least I'll, I'll take the seven minute radio cut. Like yeah. fourteen minutes is a little much for me. Um, I kind of like to. I'll, I'll give you money as well. I think the lyrics suck, but I, I thought yeah, the song was pretty fucking cool. There was like a there was like a guitar riff that with like a different treatment. Like I think that I think that there could be a decent stoner band cover of that song. Yeah. Like it's got like, like don't out, don't out, don't out, don't out. Like you can, you could just like turn it up and sludge it slow and, and you, you could stoner metal it out. It Drop gave, it into C man. <laughs> yeah. It gave me a bit of a children of the revolution vibe with the guitar riff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, d- I didn't hate that one. No. And yeah. Uh, again, ultimately, this is not this. Just this, these aren't my tunes. But I don't. Here's where my problem is. Stevie Wonder is not my tunes, and that last record was fucking amazing. Yes. So is Stevie Wonder my tunes, or is someone just a master of their craft? And because it is of such a high standard that I am intrinsically pulled towards this music. Preach. And if that's the if if that's the case, then is Frampton not doing the very best of whatever the fuck genre this is. And that's why I'm not into it. We can discuss it later. I'm still just going to go neutral on it, but it, it's an, it's an interesting thought. Yeah. Uh, like, like if we found the, the ultimate easy rock album, is it just that you're just like, no, I can't deal. Is there a, I guess for anybody, is there a genre that no matter who's, who would be like the top of the game? Is there like a genre that you just be like, no, can never, never get into this? I don't think so. I think yeah, that I don't think I so think either. That I, I could dig on the cream of the crop of any genre. I think so too. I think yeah. I could. So may, may, maybe we're, maybe Aja is going to be <laughs> the one that, that turns this whole boat around. We'll see. Sorry. Or, or, or puts this ship out into the sea. Yeah, there's there's soft shit that I like better than Frampton, and I know that his genre isn't soft shit. Uh, but whatever his genre is, I would go out on a limb and say there's there's probably an album I dig better than this one of it. Yeah, yeah. I think so. All right, next time we'll be talking about Brian Eno before and after science. All right, thanks. Woo-hoo.